0: having a great day out there. We appreciate you joining us, getting part of it with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker, Scott Krishner special guest Curtis Stevens this week. My name is Chris Swan. Here's how you reach out, 419-794-3030. That's the phone number. Once again, it's 419-794-3030, online, ARHQ.com. Today on the show, is all the pessimism about the economy spurring you to take action about your retirement plan? We're going to talk about why the stock market is not the same as an income plan. And we're going to talk about the downside of taking Social Security early, all this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys. Nolan, Scott, Curtis, glad to be with you. How are you today?
1: Doing great. It's great to be here. This is Nolan. I just wanted to tell everybody as we head into the 4th of July weekend, I uh, thank you for our veterans, our active duty military. I appreciate uh, all you do, and even our first responders, as uh, maybe a couple of crazy people shoot some fireworks uh, off sure. around the neighborhood and uh, get called out uh, to try to help protect everybody. I also did want to say, uh, you know, we had an incredible month last month. Uh, a lot of you that are our listeners, know that I'm very actively involved in hooves. Uh, That's our organization where we we use rescue horses to rescue Mm -hmm. veterans with post-traumatic stress. Uh, Last month, in the month of June, we had our caregivers event. Uh, We had uh, normally about 10 uh, people who come out to the event, but we actually had 13 people at our our June graduation ceremony that came out. Uh, So continue to help out. We've got, uh, on our events tab, if you go to arhq.com, we have our summer barbecues so if you haven't found out about, you know, what we're doing to rescue our veterans and want to come out uh, and be a guest from being one of our listeners on the show, go to arhq.com, dot uh, com. Come out to our, our upcoming uh, summer barbecue that we're going to be doing at Hooves. Uh, it's coming up here shortly. We'd love to have you come out. And we do. Uh, we have a special guest in studio with us today. It's uh, Curtis Stevens. And uh We had met a a couple of months ago, as uh, the listeners, you may or may not remember. I also have an office down in Florida. It is our broker-dealer office down in Jupiter, Florida. And throughout that office, we have a relationship with about 135 different uh, financial advisors uh, throughout the US. Uh, Curtis came in uh, to spend uh, some time with us this week. He's from Stevens Planning, uh, just talking about the different resources and what we have available here to help out, uh, talking about uh, the ends ounce of what we do and how we do what we do continue to share that knowledge across the U.S. so Curtis thanks for joining us today
2: yeah you're welcome it's a pleasure to be here guys and uh, I just want to take a moment to thank you for everything that you do to pour in our vets that's such an important thing and they, they often get overlooked so just really grateful to be here on the show and thanks for all you do for our vets
0: and as much as we thank all the listeners every week for, for joining us, guys, grateful for the time that you spend here to uh, give them a little more insight as they get ready to embark on this great journey known as retirement. So, again, the number to reach out, 419-794-3030. You can go to arhq.com. And like Nolan said earlier, if you want more information about that upcoming uh, summer barbecue, go to the Cook on the Events tab at arhq. Dot com. Let's go ahead and dive in here. You know, we've talked a lot about how many people uh, delay retirement until the age of 65 so they can go on Medicare uh, to keep healthcare costs down. What many listeners, I think, still aren't aware of is that uh, there are several things that Medicare well, it's not going to cover. Uh, Let's talk about those. Let's talk about what some of them are and your suggestions on how to keep costs down. Well, you
3: know, Chris, that's a great point. There are several items that are not actually covered on Medicare. And a lot of people just move into Medicare thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I've got everything covered now. My, uh, my employer plan was covering, I had high deductibles and out of pockets and co-pays and, uh, It's all supposed to be rosy when I retire, you know, turn 65, you uh, retire, uh, sign up for uh, Social Security and sign up for um, Medicare. Well, that's not necessarily always the case, you know. So what I want to do is I want to take a minute and I want to go through some of the top six items that are are not covered by Medicare that people uh, maybe don't think about or aren't aware of. And um, what I'll do is I'll actually give you some pointers and ideas on how to get coverage for the things Medicare doesn't cover and how uh, I can help you with that. So one deductibles and coinsurance. Now, the one thing I want to make sure that everybody understands is we're talking about original Medicare here. okay? original Medicare with part A and part B. So original Medicare has deductibles and out of pockets that each individual are going to have to pay. You know, and those numbers can be very, very costly. For example, hospitalization, the first 60 days, you get $1,600 out of pocket. That's your cost. Medicare doesn't pay for that. That's that's you. Uh, and then there's other expenses along with that. But then in part B, you have a $226 deductible. That is for your medical services, and it's 80-20. So you pay 20% of whatever the rest of that cost is for the rest of that year. So that number can be quite, quite large, okay? So deductibles and coinsurance are, are not covered with Original Medicare. Routine dental care. Dental care is not covered under Original Medicare. So you have to uh, either purchase a standalone dental plan or go without, and you know, it's shocking the number of people that actually go without
2: dental care. Yeah, that's. I just find that really important because about two out of three adults age 65 or older are going to have gum disease. There's no question. And so what are people doing? What's the best way to handle that?
3: The best way to handle that is where I come into play, and that is to actually provide coverage for them. You can Mm -hmm. buy what's called a standalone dental plan. It's going to come with a monthly premium or the Advantage plans. Now, the Advantage plans are going to cover Dental, they come with dental insurance. Not only do they come with dental insurance, but they also come with some of the other items on my list here. Eye exams, another Mm -hmm. example, right? Yeah. Eye exams are not covered by Original Dental or, or Original Medicare, nor are hearing aids or hearing exams are not covered by Original Medicare. Another big one is prescriptions. You know. Almost all of our seniors, very few, are not on some sort of a medication. Those are not covered on your standard Medicare. And another really big one that is, is we've talked about several times before, but is overlooked, is long-term care. You know, if you go into a long-term care facility, Medicare does not pay for long-term care coverage. And Nolan, you and I talk a lot about uh, how do you protect against long-term care and the hybrid p- plans that are out there with the life insurance and the writers on there. So what do you do, right? How do you get coverage for all of these? Well, it's a very simple process. One, you can either purchase what's called the Medicare Supplemental Plan. And Curtis, this is kind of like what you were asking, how do mm-hmm. people get coverage for these things, right? You can purchase a Medicare supplement, which is going to cover the Part A and Part B deductibles and coinsurances. Then you purchase a standalone drug plan and a standalone uh, dental and vision plan. Or you can purchase what's called the Advantage plan. The Advantage plan is going to give you dental, hearing, prescriptions and uh, vision coverage all included. And pay for all of those out of pocket co pays that you might incur under Original Medicare. So, for those of you that are, are turning 65 or are already on Medicare uh, and have questions, you know, feel free to reach out to uh, myself here at uh, America's Medicare Associates. You can go on the ARHQ website and check out any uh, events that we have coming up. And if I can be of any assistance and service to anybody, I'm happy to do so. Also, for those that are working past 65, you have what's called a special enrollment period. If you're looking to sign up for Medicare after you turn 65, um, we can help you out with that. And... um, you have to understand what is and isn't covered. It's kind of like those in, um, exclusions that you have on your um, life insurance plans or any other policies you have out there. Make sure you know what's covered and what's not covered.
0: If what you thought you knew about your retirement future turned out to not be true, for example, what Medicare does and doesn't cover it, uh, when would you want to find out? I think some people out there are probably finding out about this right now, and that is part of it. But also, how do how do you make it work? How do you cover uh, these things because it's funny to me, you know, you, you talk about your whole body and Medicare covering it except for, oh, your eyes and your ears and your teeth, things that are already, you know, attached to you. But there are ways to make sure that those are covered. To sit down and speak with uh, the team at America's Medicare Associates. Real easy to reach out. Again, you can go to arhq.com and get a link there. Uh, find Scott's contact information or give a call 419 794 It's not just about getting to retirement, getting through retirement, beyond retirement. It's about all that together. And this recent survey by Gallup actually talked to people in retirement and people that were preparing for retirement. And the poll found these differences. People getting ready for retirement, they thought Social Security would make up 35% of their income. Uh, In reality, people in retirement found it was more like 60% of their income. 20% thought part-time work would contribute to their bottom line. People actually in retirement found it was more like 3% contributing. Uh, People thought they would retire at 65, yet the average age for retirement is 62. And 43% of pre-retirees thought they saved enough for a comfortable retirement. But the reality is 77% of those in retirement thought they were doing just fine. Guys, I have to wonder, why is the disconnect between what we think about retirement and, and the reality of it?
1: Well, I, I think a lot of things people just don't understand, you know, how important, say, Social Security can be. Into being kind of the cornerstone of somebody's retirement, uh, whether you're a what you might refer to as a wealthy individual, whether you're an average everyday Joe, or whether you know Social Security is going to be your primary source. Uh, if we look at the study that's out there, the Social Security Administration they put out the uh, Income of the Aged Chart Book from 2010. And if we looked at it, Social Security provided 37% of the total income. For a a retiree, you had in other sources, uh, people who continued to work past normal retirement Mm -hmm. age. You had Mm -hmm. earnings was 30 percent. You had pensions made up 19 percent. Asset income made up 11 percent and just various other sources to round out uh, that 100 percent. So with Social Security being kind of the cornerstone of somebody's retirement, there's a couple things that you should do. Uh, First and foremost is make sure before you start your Social Security, you get a Social Security Optimization Report done. What we can do with that report is we'll take your information information Exactly, what your estimate is from the Social Security office. We'll take your spousal estimate, we'll put it in our software, and we'll help you determine what could be your best approach. Now, we run these numbers all the time for folks. And, you know, if you add up what a married couple could receive over the course of a 20 or 30 year retirement between the two of them, you know, Social Security can be a million dollar source of total income during the course of a a retirement. And the decision that somebody makes between the best or worst case uh, decision on when to draw Social Security can make tens, if not $100,000 of a difference and make a a big difference uh, between an individual. When we look at the numbers that are out there, you know, as of uh, 2021, the maximum monthly Social Security income benefit for an individual who begins benefits at the full retirement age, and, and normally that's age 66, 67, it's dependent upon the year of birth, is 3,895 dollars. Um, again, it, people can draw benefits earlier; uh, they can draw benefits at age 62, but you get a lifetime penalty and reduction. So, again, one of the key takeaways from this is if you want social. Social Security to give your family the opportunity to provide the maximum level of benefits. Get that Social Security income report. You can get in hold of us, uh, call in the office, 419-794-3030. We'll provide you that optimization report, uh, be able to kind of help out. And folks, uh, also, we have always a couple of upcoming events, uh, whether it's here, whether it's in Illinois. And in those events, we're going to be talking about not only like what we recently talked about as far as the Medicare. Care topic, bringing you up to speed as far as what the changes and myths are with Medicare. We'll be also talking about Social Security optimization and you know why there is that big disconnect. Be- between what people think about retirement in their income sources and what uh, the realities are um, I don't know Curtis when you get together with folks um, you know being a comprehensive planner the topic of Social Security oftentimes comes up as well um, do, do you find that there's somewhat of a disconnect between people uh, trying to maximize what their level of income is and optimize it versus you know drawing benefits just early or thinking that they're gonna start it right at retirement time
2: Absolutely, Nolan. I see people, you know, unfortunately still make this as a emotional decision sometimes. Um, and if you're not optimizing, you know, one of the biggest and most important decisions of your life financially, you're leaving something on the table perhaps. And so, To not run it through software to give you three, five different variations of Mm -hmm. what the best strategy is for you and your family, just doesn't make sense to me. And unfortunately, there's people out there that still don't even understand that social security can be taxed. So there's just a huge disconnect between consumers and what's really going on.
1: You know, what people need to realize is when you go to the social security office, their job is to try to get you the maximum benefit the day that you apply. Mm. You know, they're really prohibited from talking to you about their other financial situation. They're not gonna ask you, Curtis, you know, what other assets do you have like in your 401k? Could you delay social security? You know, tax wise, would a Roth conversion make sense to do that now before uh, you draw social security? Scott, they're not gonna come over and they're not gonna ask you about your health insurance expenses. They're not gonna talk to you about, you know, how social security income and how that plays into increased or decreased Medicare cost or health insurance expenses, but really, when you take that comprehensive approach, again you look at it from the financial planning aspect, you look at from the health insurance aspect and then coordinate that all together. I think that 's how a family is going to try to be able to make the most informed decision now. In addition to that, when we go back and we're answering the question about, you know, what is the percent of income that Social Security should be of retirement time. The other thing that I like about Social Security is its reliable income. Now, I granted, I know the U.S. government's in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even on the Social Security statement, they print that the Social Security trust fund is going to be exhausted, but you still have the full backing and faith. And it's been something that, you know, is a government pledge and obligation. And, you know, as a, a veteran myself and somebody, you know, who served in, in this country, I would say, drawing Social Security early simply because you think that the government is going to go broke and not be able to pay their obligation could force your family into a lifetime penalty. When I look at retirees and I look at retirees that are vacationing, they're doing stuff, they're spending time with the grandkids, one of the characteristics that I think is their reliable income that they need to cover their minimum monthly income needs. That's like their housing, their food, their living expenses, all of that stuff is covered by having predictable, reliable income. And because Social Security can be such predictable, reliable income, wouldn't you agree that you'd want that number to be as high as possible? In addition to that, by delaying it, you can get these automatic cost of living increases that can be more tax favorable, as you point out, in the future. You know, one of the negatives about Social Security is somewhere between 50 and 85% of Social Security is taxable. But when you take money out of a tax-deferred retirement account, what percentage of that income is taxable? It's 100%, right? Every single bit, because you've never paid taxes. Never paid taxes. So what's more tax-efficient? Paying 100% or paying 50 to 85%, right? The obvious answer is 50 to 85%. And that's the advantage of working with a financial professional, working with a CPA, working with a health insurance professional to kind of put it all together to make it look at your individual situation and know that your individual situation is quite unique than the person at the water cooler, maybe somebody who just talked to you at the Social Security office. And again, there's two specific ways that we can help you right now. And what we can do to help you right now is, first of all, is we can get you this social security optimization report. We're going to put your specific numbers in our software and we're going to run what could be your best approach. We can run, as you point out, three or four different scenarios that allows you to make a better educated decision about what might be the best approach on when you and your family decide to draw social security. The second thing is continue to learn more about this topic, because once you make a decision, for the. Most part, unless you make a change pretty quick, it's an irrevocable decision on what you select with your benefits. So, before you make something that locks you into what could be a lifetime penalty, the other thing that you can do is come out to one of our upcoming events where we're going to educate you more on this specific topic. The way that we can educate you is you go to our website arhq.com. click on the events tab you're going to find out about some of the upcoming events that we have here and some of the other events that we have uh, at different offices as we travel around and work with folks like curtis planning and share those ideas uh, throughout the us we're happy to help out uh, but it just takes you our listener taking that next baby step uh, by giving us a call
2: and folks if you're out there right now and you're frustrated because you don't know how to gap your income plan for your income if you want to delay social security and build that guaranteed income or if you find yourself just getting frustrated and wanting to claim it early we're talking to you you're the type of people that need help so give us a call again
0: that number is 419-794-3030 this is really where the you know the guys the retirement guys formula comes into play is helping you figure out how to make that income uh, sustainable throughout your retirement and not necessarily entirely subject to the whims of of the market again 419 794 3030, take advantage of this social security optimization report. Uh, You can also go online to the website to find an event coming up near you arhq.com let's continue the tax conversation for a second here guys did you happen to get a refund this year or did you owe money many people believe that if you get a refund you did it right and if you pay well the opposite you did it wrong uh, let's talk truth here is that really the case and, and what is the best tax strategy when it comes to retirement
1: uh, you know that i'm glad we talk about this topic today because when we're looking at you know what is the best tax strategy in retirement obviously everybody's situation is a little bit unique but that is a kind of a, a question I'll ask people when I'm sitting down and And talking about the overall comprehensive planning that we do and you know you will hear people say well I got a refund last year so things are great I don't need to look at my taxes Uh, I was able to get a refund but it's really it's a lot more than that you know here we are heading into the 4th of July weekend thinking about financial independence you know it is not your patriotic duty to pay $1 more than your fair share to the United States government. I mean, look at the out of control spending that we have, right? We just blew through this debt ceiling. You know, mm-hmm. we had this big debt ceiling debate. You know what they did? They just decided to put more IOUs on the back of our shoulders. Yep. So why should we pay them any more than we have to? And in fact, you know, if we look at, um, you know, retirees, I think retirees, quite frankly, are in the crosshairs of who might have higher taxes sometime in the future. And if we think about that, it's because of the fact that's where the money is at. You know, right. a a home or a 401k is usually the biggest or second biggest asset that somebody owns. And, you know, most retirees I know, they are typically debt-free, right? Sure. They've been in their house for a long time. They've enjoyed this big you know, boom that we've had in the real estate market, they have built up a lot of equity in their house. And then also those are the generations that have been saving for their retirement years. They've been building this big nest egg as well. So when we think about what the best strategy is in retirement, it's a strategy that's designed to keep the government away from your money. And you look at developing a plan in place, you know, again, 4th of July, Let's think about financial independence, and let's think about what that means to you. What that means to you and where we can help you out is let's get your... 2023 tax roadmap put in place. You probably already put your taxes away. You've checked that off the list. We're well past April 15th, or maybe you're uh, somebody who is a, a business owner or for whatever reason, maybe you've filed an extension, but no matter where you're at in filing your taxes for last year, I'm not talking about looking in the rearview mirror. Let's look forward and let's look at what can we do for the rest of this year and what can we do in the future years and for your loved ones to keep the government away from your money. What we can do is we can use our software to run a tax roadmap for you. We'll take your information, we'll put it in the software. Then the next thing that we'll do is we'll look for any gaps or opportunities on where you can take advantage of things like Roth conversions, as an example, why it may make sense while the market's still temporary down to prepay some taxes. Maybe it makes sense to prepay taxes before you kick on your social security benefits. You know, When we go through that, we're also going to take out our tax savers checklist. Within this tax savers checklist. We're gonna go through 25 other items to take a look at ways to reduce your taxes. Now or are also in the future. The way that you can take advantage of that is again, give our office a call 419-794-3030. Just say that you want to go through the tax savers checklist. We'll walk you through what could be the best strategy in retirement time to help you minimize the amount of taxes. We dive a little bit deeper into this, Curtis, and I know that you do this and Scott, you do this as well because these areas, they kind of overlap each other. The one area is, is looking at the, the withdrawal sequence, uh, uh, many investors maybe have a bucket of money that they saved in an after-tax account. Mm-hmm. Uh, investors have money in a 401k, a self-directed IRA. Uh, that's a secondary bucket of money tax deferred. And some investors have money you know, in a, in a tax-free uh, account, could be a Roth IRA, could be a life insurance. But when you look at it, they're trying to figure out, okay, what bucket do I pull from? And one of the things by going through the tax savers checklist we can do is we can look mm-hmm. at that. Roth conversions, Roth conversions, you know, consider converting some of traditional accounts over to the Roth conversion can be a great strategy as well. When you're looking at specific strategies and you're talking, Curtis, with your clients, what are the things that you're talking about on how to
2: look at minimizing taxes and keeping more of their hard-earned money? You know, first of all, for for some of you guys out there that are thinking inflation is the biggest erosion you have on your assets, I, I would say you're mistaken. It's taxes. Taxes eat up your purchasing power and then inflation and so when I'm looking at turning different spigots on or faucets for folks it really depends if they were wise enough to seek counsel before they started the distribution phase because taxes are very different in retirement folks and for those of you that aren't working with a professional that knows every tax consequence for your brokerage account or your tax deferred account or your Roth account you're just doing your best and at the end of the year you have to suffer the consequences so To answer your question, it really depends if they're in the accumulation or distribution phase, how we're turning on faucets
1: and the strategies can be dramatically different. So, Mm -hmm. again, anybody that's listening, you know, we can talk through this tax savers checklist. We'll look at things like capital gains, loss, harvesting. We'll look at required minimum distributions, health savings accounts, Mm -hmm. uh, charitable giving. There's so many different ways that you can look at your situation. So if you feel that somebody just recorded history and got your taxes done but wasn't proactive, call us. We'll get you that tax savers checklist. And we'll look in your situation on how we can try to help you minimize your tax
0: And again, just to reiterate, as we enter into the 4th of July weekend here, it doesn't make you more patriotic to pay more in taxes. But there are so many people who, without a proper strategy, they're doing just that. Let's correct that. Let's make sure you're paying what you're entitled to, but uh, not a penny more, if if at all possible. Have that tax savers checklist run. Just give a call to the team, 419-794-3030. It's 419-794-3030. Or go to the website, ARHQ.com. Earlier in the show, we talked about Social Security and we talked about Medicare. There was a recent survey by the Associated Press guys that found that almost half the people didn't think either one of those uh, was going to be there for them when they reached retirement age. And while that may be a bit alarmist, we touched on it briefly. It is possible the age limit could go up and the benefits could go down. Some changes possibly need to be put in play here, which has led for many people to file for Social Security right away at 62, getting it as soon as they possibly can, getting what they can while they can what might be the long-term downside of a decision like that
1: well there is a lot of reasons why taking social security at age 62 is a, a bad idea but when we look at the statistics that are out there it's it's really amazing so if we go to the ssa.gov website and we look at uh, how many people are drawing benefits before their full retirement age so again keep in mind The full retirement age is the age that you are entitled to 100% of your benefits and that usually ranges between 66 and 67, it's dependent upon the year that you're born. In looking at the most recent numbers that are out there, it's roughly about 70% of people are selecting to draw benefits early. Now, you dive a little bit deeper into that and you know, looking at the numbers from September of 2021, it's estimated that 35 to 40% of Americans choose to begin receiving Social Security benefits at the age of 62. Now, Chris, as you talked about in the opening segment there, you talked about how many Americans had felt that Social Security and Medicare were not going to be there for them when they reached retirement age, when the reality is it was there for them. And we know, looking at the Social Security and the information that's coming out, Social Security in just a little over 10 years is going to be exhausted under the current uh, way that the system is running. And if you look at your Social Security statement, uh, they're expected to be able to pay only about 70 percent of benefits but Curtis does this come up when you're working with a client and you're talking to them and they're looking at you know making a decision of uh, when to draw social Security and when you're talking with them and drawing social security at age 62 why could that be a bad idea
2: well as a as a fiduciary you know assets do not equal income and so when it comes to time to formulate a retirement plan for people you're looking for guaranteed sources of income to build a retirement plan off of so generally speaking we'll we'll optimize social security and build off of that Mm -hmm. and so there's not many places you can get guaranteed income and that is a guaranteed eight percent simple interest roll up on your on your benefit so you want to capitalize on it
1: yeah so you know one people think that they're worried about it being exhausted they're going to get money uh, as you point out, with the income increases, you get more money by waiting. You can wait until age seventy, and once you go past full retirement age, then you get this automatic eight percent increase. Makes it even more attractive for those people. And the average retiree, you think between a husband and wife, the other thing that I hear is, I'm not going to live that long. You know, my parents only lived until their mid seventies, sure. and I ran the break even analysis, and I figured I better get my money while I can. Uh, looking at it as, as a breakeven analysis, I think also is a bad way to take a look at it. Because what if you live longer than mom and dad did? What if you live longer than your uncle or your family or your relative? So with Social Security, I'm betting on you living a real long time. People who run the breakeven analysis, I don't know about you, but I've not yet had a client ever invest money with me that gives me money and says, you know, sometime in later in life, I'm going to come back to you and I hope I just break even on this. They're investing with you for the goal that all roads lead to income, and they mm-hmm. want to get the highest possible income for life. So selecting a penalty or looking at it as a break-even point uh, may not be a good idea. You know, taking Social Security specifically at the age of 62, when it's not necessary can be a bad idea really for a lot of folks. There's gonna be a reduction in what your monthly benefits are. if You begin taking Social Security at 62, your benefit's going to be permanently reduced compared to waiting until you reach your full retirement age. And uh, as I pointed out, it even gets better if you wait past your full retirement age.
2: And Nolan, what I'm seeing with a lot of my clients is, you know, if, if they're not sitting down with me and going through the optimization of the social security benefit, then ultimately, I'm just helping them navigate fear of greed, which a lot of clients have to navigate. And it therefore it becomes an emotional decision. So it's just, it's just very important to sit down with somebody and look at your options. Do the math. I'm a numbers nerd, right? I
1: want to put the odds in your favor. So yes. instead of listening to somebody that uh, tells you, you know, social security is going to go broke and you better get it while you can, or, or looking at the emotional aspect of my family, look at it from a pure numbers standpoint. If you're within the five years of retirement, so again. can... If you're within five years of retirement and you have not got this Social Security Optimization Report that Curtis is talking about, there's two ways that you can get this report. First of all, you can call us at the office, 419-794-3030. We'll run that number for you. We'll take your numbers and we'll give you specific advice based upon your own unique situation we can talk about family dynamics and we can run several different options so we can run what the computer optimized best approach is we'll run what you originally thought was your best approach and we might give you option b or c the other thing that you can do is come out to one of our upcoming events where we're going to be talking about more on this topic of social security and medicare and how these decisions are crucial decisions on what you make Uh, to be able to get uh, the most impact forever. Because when we look at it, number two, when you're looking at Social Security or when you're looking at Medicare or health insurance, you know, we have a longer retirement horizon today. So people are generally living longer and retirement's gonna last for decades. You know, if you have good health, you're expected to live a long time, delaying Social Security, it can result in higher monthly benefits. It can provide, over the long term, more tax efficient income there's an income on your spouse, right? So if you're married, moving into retirement, the decision that you make is gonna impact the household income as well. sometimes people draw benefits early, again, Mm -hmm. using this example of 62, and what they may not be aware of is there's also, there's earnings income limitations. So if you draw benefits before full retirement age and you decide to continue to work or go back to work, did you know that you can be penalized based upon the earnings limitation? So again, for every uh, $2 over your earnings limit, uh, which is just about $20,000 a year, you're gonna give one benefit back in Social Security. And the last thing is, is you wanna look at it as you talk about when you're leaving the office to know that not only did you make a decision based upon what could be best for your life, but you made that decision based upon how it could impact your survivor benefits. So there's some advantages to looking at it from how you make a decision on what that's going to be when ultimately one of the spouses passes away. And the best way to know what's right for you is, again, take uh, one of two steps. Number one, call us right now. You just skip to the front of the line and you can Uh, bypass waiting to come into that upcoming event that we have and 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 get immediate results with us being able to run that social security optimization report we can type in and put in those numbers when we put that into the software what what we're going to do is we're going to ask you first what was your original plan on drawing social security we're going to then run those numbers we can look at life expectancy we can look at rates of return we can look at inflation numbers we can adjust it just right for you. Number two is we're going to look at the computer and showing what is the optimized report based upon all the possible outcomes and an optimized scenario in your situation. Then what we can do is we can look at plan B and plan C and run a couple of different what-if scenarios. So you can jump to the front of the line if you call us and get that report at 419-794-3030. The second thing is get more educated. If Social Security is a topic that you're not familiar with, again, if Medicare is a topic that you're not familiar with, go over to our website and go to ARHQ.com, click on the events tab and register for one of the upcoming events that we have where we're going to be talking about this topic and helping you make a better education decision on, you know, when to draw social security and why taking social security at 62 could be a bad idea.
2: Don't be the person paying a tax on your tax. (laughs) Absolutely. Especially, Especially unnecessarily. Again,
0: you know, as we get closer and closer uh, to the 4th of July, you know, uh, Curtis, you hit it right in the head. You don't want to pay more in taxes. It doesn't make you more patriotic to do so. We could spend longer than the 10 and a half minutes we spent so far really getting down to the details about Social Security. But the truth is, without knowing your particular circumstances, it's going to be just generalized information. So the best step is to have those numbers run. I think I'm speaking for a lot of the listeners out there. Uh, numbers may be your forte there, Nolan, but not necessarily my thing. Mm-hmm. So here's the number you should keep in mind, 419 3030 have that social security optimization report run again 419-794-3030 or go to the website arhq.com often on the show here we talk about getting two through and beyond retirement let's talk about that last part here beyond retirement the latest numbers show that millions of americans they still haven't written a will a recent poll by gallup shows nearly 50 percent didn't have one in 2021 another survey by schwab shows among those with assets of a million dollars or more 20 percent didn't have a will I have to wonder, is this common with people that you guys sit down with and and how can you help? It's scary,
1: but uh, it's true. You know, if you think about it, there's been several topics that we've talked about on this radio show in the past. You know, if you think about it, you think about famous individuals who died without a will. Mm -hmm. And you look at the complications and disputes that happen over their estate. We think about, you know, Prince, Aretha Franklin, Pablo Picasso, Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix. You know in each one of these cases it was a complete disaster on what happened uh, Mm -hmm. not only from wasted money and taxes and confusion among uh, family members which leads to fighting uh, that same scenario is true you know a lot of times people think well i'm not wealthy i don't need to have an estate plan Uh, i was just recently uh, talking with a couple these were a younger couple they were starting out in life and uh, they have a daughter, uh, you know, they're at the phase of starting to build. And, you know, one of the things that I talked to them about is the importance of getting their estate plans put in place. Uh, there's a couple of different resources that you can do, uh, whether it's an online service or whether it's a membership service or whether it's meeting with an estate planning attorney. There's options and solutions. And it's not difficult to write a will or an estate plan. Uh, But having things put in place allows you to clarify what your wishes are. So in this particular example of this couple that I met with, God forbid something happens to the husband and wife and they pass away, they have a daughter. Mm -hmm. And so my natural thought is, is if they don't have their wishes documented, you know, you've got the grandparents on both sides who are going to get into this big argument match lawsuit. You're going to have to have the court involved to help figure this out, which is going to you know, foster type issues, it's going to create financial issues, it's going to create legal issues, court issues, and waste of time and money. And here you could have two grandparents that just could have uh, known just by having things put in place. So really, without a will or a trust, you're giving up the opportunity to say who's going to administer your state, who's going to be the guardian for your minor children, and, you know, who's going to get what. If you die without a will, there's a range of state laws you know, that dictate, you know, who's going to get your assets, who your loved ones are, and who may get nothing. Uh, they may get kicked out of the family and could be left with hefty tax bills. Uh, retirement accounts, life insurance policies generally passed to who's listed on the beneficiary form. And if you, you know, leave it blank, or you don't have a will, your state's uh, laws are going to typically apply. Now, Scott, you and I have talked a lot about this mm-hmm. on the show. You sure have. And, you know, unfortunately, we've seen this happen even in our own families. And so one of the things that we've done for you, our listeners, is we've created the ultimate estate planning guide. This guide is designed to help you move through this.
3: You know, we talked at the break, you know, it's the numbers are staggering for the people that don't actually have a will put in place. It's, it's not that difficult. And, you know, you are forfeiting your wishes and your rights if you don't have a will put in place. So what we did was we created the ultimate estate planning guide to help you at least get that started. It's not a will, but it is a guide that will help you determine, do I have the right beneficiaries? Do I have all of the passwords for the accounts that we have? Are all of my assets listed? Um, who's gonna get what, where, when, and how, right? And and if you don't have something put in place, you're just gonna miss out on this. When uh, my two children were born, I designated a um, executor for my children, and I designated an executor for my finances. And I did not have, and this is just some advice for people out there, and you know, I've had people ask me these questions, well, w- what should I do? I'm not an attorney, so I don't give that kind of advice, but I, I told them what I do. And, and one of the things I did was I, I didn't want to put the person in charge of my money and the, the same person in charge of my, uh, my children. So these are ideas, and a lot of people don't even think about these things because the numbers are showing most people don't even put a will in place, right? Right. So if any of you want the ultimate estate planning guide, uh, you reach out to us. Um, you can send us a message on our um, on the website. You can send uh, Nolan or I emails. You can contact our office here. We will get you a copy of that ultimate estate planning guide. Uh, that is at least a start that's going to help you out. I mean, these are things that we've put together.
1: And you can get that by calling the office 419-794-3030. So again, as we talked about, if you have minor children in your family, and you don't have a will or estate plan, so crucial. Scott, in your situation, uh, using you as another example, if you have a blended family, you know, life changes. So if you have a blended family, your Mm -hmm. wishes are gonna be a little bit different. Uh, It's, you know, what your wishes are, are important to make sure that they are brought up to speed as you've had family changes that have occurred as well. I think of one other story, you know, I had a a lady who came and uh, came to her office and, and she unfortunately had shared the story with me about Her mother was uh, very ill, and her mother was in a nursing home. Her mother was at the point where she was unable to make decisions for herself. So her daughter was stepping in, acting as the power of attorney. And her daughter, by going through creating a financial inventory, which is one of the things that we have in this checklist, she found out that uh, mom did not name a beneficiary on her 401k. Now, this daughter actually happened to be the only living daughter of this particular uh mom right so his mom's only kid so naturally it would make natural sense that mom would have named her daughter the beneficiary but because of the fact that there was no beneficiary on file mom unfortunately passed away Mm. and with the power of attorney she was missing the language that gave the daughter the power to name a beneficiary because it can be a conflict when you have a beneficiary also is your power of attorney. You got to make sure that the language is right inside of there. So the daughter being the power of attorney in the document didn't have clear language that said wow. you can name yourself the beneficiary. So the financial firm refused to update the beneficiary form. When yeah. mom passed away, all that stuff became probatable, mm. 100% mm. taxable, and it's the tax ticking time bomb that went off. Now, I would say 90% of the times we find those type of uh, mistakes. Some of the things that we've already talked about is issues that we can help solve for you by going through the ultimate estate planning checklist. Curtis, what about you when you're going through people? And again, what I would caution uh, all of our listeners is neither of us uh, are attorneys. We're not trying to give you legal advice. We're just trying to talk to you about the importance of working with an attorney or a professional to get this put in place. But when you're looking at uh, this as part of that comprehensive fiduciary obligation to take care of clients, what are the things that you're finding uh, with the people that you're meeting with?
2: Well, first of all, for all, all of you out there, just to clarify your medical power of attorney and your legal power of attorney are all handled through your will, um, POD and TOD on bank accounts. Mm-hmm. It's like a beneficiary for your bank account. If you don't have that for whoever's going to be your trustee or handle your estate, do that, uh, that you, and you'll do yourself a favor. All, it's incredible how many people have a trust and don't fund it properly. If you have a trust, ensure that it's funded properly. properly. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Um, so those those are just some of the big ones that I see that just blow my mind. You know, people pay for their attorney, and then they don't fund it properly. Just taking the time to ensure beneficiaries are in the right place on the right asset assets help control that ticking tax bomb. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's one of those things where it should be reviewed from time to time because beneficiaries change, you know, whether uh, in addition to the family, a loss in the family, whatever changes may come down the line. So it's important to not just have one of these set up, but also be able to review it uh, periodically, you know, uh, on an annual, semi-annual basis to avoid a lot of of headache and and heartache down the line. This ultimate estate planning guide uh, made available to you guys complimentary as a way of saying thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Just give a call 419-794-3030 or you can go to the website, drop a line there. ARHQ.com. Gentlemen, the question most retirees ponder is how much money they should take out of their financial plan each month to meet their spending needs. For a long time, a lot of people have subscribed to the 4% rule, uh, but a columnist in the Wall Street Journal has his own that he calls the $400 rule. He says you'll spend about $400 each month in retirement above and beyond what you think you're going to spend. What are your thoughts on this? How would you factor that into a retirement plan?
2: Well, again, you know, an income plan is about turning assets into income and just putting all of your assets in one bucket, you know, Texas Tech did a study in 2013. What they found is that those that used a 3% withdrawal actually had a 20% failure rate. And those that actually had more conservative investments, like, for instance, more than 50% in conservative products after 30 years, they ran out of money. Mm. Um, And it's really hard to diversify your assets if everything's a mutual fund. Wouldn't you agree, Nolan? It really is. And, you know, when you look at this 4%
1: rule and what's the safe withdrawal rate, you know, that's one of the things that people come in and they, they ask. Star also put out a good study, and they look at the, you know, the withdrawal rate of what people take out. You know, with their study, if you look at it and you start to factor in things like fees and expenses, uh, cost really is an important equation when it comes to uh, looking at what a good withdrawal rate is. You know, one of the biggest things that uh, I think about is I think about the mind shift. It's something that we've talked about on the radio a lot. And that's the difference between the accumulation phase and the distribution phase. Mm-hmm. You know, the what's called the sequence of return risk is a big risk that many retirees face that can blow up that 4% rule in a heartbeat. Uh, do you talk much
2: about that uh, sequence of return risk with investors? I do. In fact, every time I'm sitting down with clients of mine that are facing retirement and and it's time to kind of shift and preserve some of their capital that they've been working for their whole life. I actually describe sequence of returns as dollar cost averaging evil twin brother. Um, you know, during the accumulation years, that's fine. If you're buying when it's low, it'll come back up. But in the distribution years, when you need to convert assets into income and you try to take a withdrawal, when things are down, it's going to severely impact your retirement plan. That's why, you know, again, looking at your
1: own situation, one of the things to do if you're figuring out, you know, what is a good withdrawal rate? uh, One is we have our financial planning software where we can run the probability of success. So what we'll do is we'll put all of your financial information in there and we'll run the numbers on what your income needs are in retirement time. And we'll look at overall, based upon two or three thousand possible outcomes, what is the probability of success then what we can do is we can stress test the portfolio and we can look at what are the biggest dangers or what are the biggest threats for your retirement. It could be a near-term market risk, like we're talking about for sequence of return risk. It could be higher health care costs. Mm-hmm. It could be the loss of a loved one in early years and a loss of income. It could be a higher taxes. It could be a failure of Social Security. But by running the stress test, what it allows us to do is it allows us to then – Look and identify. And you know, if we knew sequence of return risk was the biggest risk a retiree faced, the good news is is now we know what type of financial products uh, may be better suited for that individual investor to avoid market uh, declines. In your example, a lot of investors that you know maybe had too conservative of a portfolio. There could be ways that they could reposition those assets to get them to work harder. It could be a change in the asset allocation. It could be making sure that every dollar works as hard as possible because, look, folks, if you're retiring and you don't want to get up and go to work tomorrow or in the future, you need to make sure that your money is working as hard as possible and make sure that every dollar is working as hard as possible so you never had to worry about outliving your income. And really that is a way to kind of debunk the retirement rule. And so if you're worried, you're thinking, what's the right number? What's the best way to, to figure that out? Let us run a portfolio stress test for you. Let us run the probability of success. Let us have a conversation with you. And, you know, as we head and finish up into the 4th of July holiday weekend, uh, we just want you to have financial freedom and peace of mind for the rest of your lifetime. And if this is the best call that you make this weekend to help take – that step towards financial freedom, then what a great phone call it is and a, a phone call that we welcome you to to give us a call, and we'd be happy to stress test. But, Curtis, hey, appreciate you joining us this week. Great to have you here, uh, as yes. always, and joining us on the show and sharing some wisdom with our listeners here on uh, Toledo's largest talk station.
2: Thanks for the opportunity to be here, gentlemen. And again,
0: one last time to wrap up the number 419-794-3030 as we enter into the the weekend here. Hopefully you can uh, take the time, make that call. Could be the most valuable conversation you have having that portfolio stress test. Remember, at the end of the day, it's a Goldilocks approach. You don't want a number that's too aggressive. It's too conservative. You won't want this just right for you. The more complicated part of it is what that number actually is. That's where the team at America's Retirement Headquarters comes into play. Again, 419-794-3030. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, please uh, enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there. And as we as we wrap up here, guys, want to leave you with the final word.
1: Well, a good quote this week, which is, "Being rich is having money." Uh, being wealthy is having time. So, again, we've got an extended weekend with uh, the 4th of July mm-hmm. coming up on Tuesday. We want you to have some time this weekend to enjoy with your family, whether it's cooking out, whether it's going to the neighbors, enjoying the pool, whether it's uh, getting the boat out and cruising up and down the Maumee River. You know, take some time to enjoy your family this weekend. and of course, be safe with the holidays. Uh, make sure if you see a veteran or active-duty military, uh, tell them thanks. Thanks for the freedom that we have today, and also thanks for our uh, first response Uh, We really, really appreciate you. And just remember, when you think retirement, think America's retirement headquarters. It's home of the Retirement Guys formula and America's Medicare Associates.
0: for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.